Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Man, what a weekend over, uh, well, the weekend, <laughs> as we did uh, high school football games. And, um, yeah, we didn't get as many teams as we thought, you know, advance to the next round of the playoffs, JT, from Stark County. But uh, some teams uh, ran into some tough luck. McKinley lost a game late where they looked like they rallied to win. Uh, you had some other teams get blown out. And so we've got uh, Canton South still available officially in Stark County. You've got Maslin still available. You've got Lake. And then just on the outskirts, we've got West Branch. And we'll tell you about the games we're doing this weekend, Friday night and Saturday night. And let's talk all about it right now by going to the hotline and bring in our play-by-play voice on WHBC Radio, Mix 94.1, when we simulblast it. Dan Belford joining us. How are you, Bells? We're doing fine, Kenny. JT, how you guys doing? Great, Bells. We're great. Hey, first of all, Bells, let's start yeah. about where we held our uh, coaches' voting meeting yesterday uh, at the Hall of Fame Village Center for Excellence in the Chalk Talk Room. How sweet was that yesterday? That was be that you know that was beyond sweet. That that was uh, I didn't know what to expect when we got there. I'd never been inside, and that, that was just a, a showcase. Uh, the theater seating and the, you know, as it went up, uh, it elevated as the rows went up. We had the uh, laptop and the screen. We had plenty of room for the food. And we got a little nickel and dime tour of a couple of the levels. But, you know, it, it's funny. We go back, what, before COVID, four, four and a half years ago. We all questioned if any of this was ever going to come together. And there we are standing there yesterday witnessing it, getting to work in it. I know the coaches – we're thoroughly impressed as we were, and I look forward to many more of those type of events there. That was fantastic. It really was. Dan, we love giving credit where credit is due, and I don't think there's a bigger story in Stark County football last week than Nate Moore breaking a record by the unbreakable Paul Brown uh, for the most wins at a high school level in this, in this, well, especially at Maslin anyway. Talk about uh, well, yeah. breaking that record. Well, it's, you're thinking about the history in the heritage of high school football, uh, not only in Stark County, but in the state of Ohio and across the state. And, and you're talking about a man who is a legend at multiple levels. And to do that, and, and, and I'll, if I'll throw something out too, it wasn't done with fireworks and fanfare. I think there was a tremendous amount of respect for breaking the record, but I know Nate and his focus is his kids and keeping the eye on the prize and not getting caught up in all the fanfare of what he accomplished. I think it, it says so much for him and the way he has handled the position, the way he has built his funnel while he is there. And year after year after year, they just don't seem to take a step backwards. And we see it every year as we get down the stretch and they start making a run to the playoffs. Now the run to the playoffs becomes a deep run. Those numbers add up. And he should be very proud. I know he is. Uh, you couldn't really get him to talk about it yesterday either, other than his focus on the task at hand uh, being Big Walnut this week. 
Yeah, and it was uh, fun to see him and Antonio Hall interacting, right? They're, oh, they hate yeah. each other. No, they don't. Those guys were talking. I, I even put a picture up on social media. Uh, they're talking to each other about their games and everything like that. And Nate even referenced uh, during one of the uh, conversations we were having during the voting, I, uh, my good friend uh, Antonio Hall mm-hmm. over there, right? So uh, they get yeah. along. Uh, they're guys that know football and respect uh, each other for what they've been able to accomplish either as a former player or as a current coach. And you saw that amongst all the, the coaches yesterday. Yeah. It's a fantastic group of personalities, but they all have a common goal, and, and that's to obviously do what is right for the kids, make them the best players they can be, make them the best outstanding citizens they can make out yeah. of these kids. And everybody in that room, uh, I applaud. They have done that year after year. And we're very blessed and very fortunate for for the itinerary and the, and the resume we have coaches in this county. Dan, what stands out over this past season? Maybe a big play or a, a big upset? What what will you look back oh, on wow. when it's all over and done with? I I look back more or less at um, teams and and what they accomplished when maybe naysayers didn't think they would accomplish it. And the first one that comes to mind is Dan to George and Lake. And everybody, the chatter was, okay, they come out of the gates 4-0, or they're going to stumble. Well, they eventually did against McKinley. Then they showed how much character they had to adapt and improvise and come back and just keep the role going. I thought it was just a, a, it's just a wonderful season for them, uh, the statement they made down the stretch into the playoffs, getting deep to the third round, the furthest the Lake team has been in many, many, many years. And I know it, it's a lot of fanfare over in Lake, too. Uh, Rock and Blue Country is behind this team. Uh, it's been a fun journey with them so far, and they, and they feel they have a lot of unfinished business. Uh, that's one of the memories I take. And just some of the athletes we've seen, like Poochie Snyder and Colucci, and um, seen people, oh, my gosh, uh, across the board, like Jalen Slaughter and, and – um, and Sear McNeil and, and, and some of the, the all-stars we saw were all-county kids that we saw um, in the voting yesterday. This is a special crop of kids this year. This was difficult voting we had in that room this year, and that's because of the collection of incredible athletes that we have all over this county. Yeah, we had to break some ties yesterday. We did that, and uh, if you want to take a look at the all-county team for 20 20- 22 go to whbc.com we have it up there we're going to share some of that with you right now and uh you know poochie snyder and brendan zerberg the two quarterbacks alliance uh and canton south bells both had outstanding years the running back position how deep was the running back position this year where uh you know some guys didn't even make the the list like kyler miraglia from northwest yeah. because of davide hartson uh caden davis and deandre church i mean the, the skill position players this this year uh, throughout Stark County uh, was top shelf. Yeah, and you know you, the, the the batch that were selected by the coaches, and those were the studs, in my opinion, with with uh, Davide and Hartson and Davis and uh, DeAndre Church. Um, you mentioned Miraglia. We mentioned during the game Friday that had to be the most quiet fifteen hundred yard season that yeah. we've seen from a back all year. I mean, uh, the kid's amazing. He's an outstanding player. But there are so many outstanding players that the numbers just elevate um, to a different stratosphere with some of these kids. It was really a, a fun year to watch a, a talent base that just seemed to go on endless. And the, the running back position 
even with the four we picked, I thought might have been the most difficult uh, selection of the whole day. It's always a great yeah. time of year when you guys are getting ready to select the winners and everybody's going to, you know, we're talking about having the banquet, the awards, and everything else. How ready are you for basketball in about a week and a half? Oh, good Lord. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we get these emails every now and then. Uh, wow. You have the schedules together yet. And, um, yeah, I think I mentioned before, guys, we came out of football last year and went right into basketball. We had deep runs by some teams. And by the time it was all said and done, um, Denny and I, with basketball tacked on to football, I think we did 66 games. And it was it was a nightmare. It really was. But it was fun. But, yeah, we'll jump right into it. We'll end the championship series over at Benson, and then, bam, here comes that other ball bouncing around the hardwood. We're going to have some fun with that, too. You know, speaking of you and Denny, how you spend your Sunday afternoons? No Browns football the last two weeks. I know. No no watch party, <laughs> which we've been a jinx form down there anyway when we show up. And so um, I'm hoping next time we can bring a little luck to the Brownies when, when we show up. And that was a weird day, yeah, because I love going down to Jersey's at Centennial and uh, taking that in. I know Kenny over at uh, Fulton Road, that place is jammed on Sundays with the backers. But, yeah, when you have that off week, man, it's kind of like a, just a lull. You know, you throw that in with the – time change and everything and your your body is just so totally out of sync Mm -hmm. you don't know which end is up talking with dan belford about uh, our high school football coverage we're entering uh, week number 13 third week of the playoffs Uh, we've got canton south still playing maslin still playing lake still playing west branch still playing and how about this bells uh, we're going to be yeah. bringing everybody the games Friday night and Saturday night, okay? Our radio game of the week, in and this is going to be a doozy uh, on Friday night. We're looking forward to this. Uh, Lake has a, a chance to maybe meet up with Maslin in the regional championship if they can get the win wow. uh, on Friday night, and that's the game we'll have for everybody on the radio. Lake against Westerville South from Dover Crater right. Stadium, and then Maslin takes on Big Walnut at Mansfield Senior Arlen Field, and that'll be our WHBCSports.com streaming game of the week. And I think there's a great chance that both teams are going to win this week, Bells. I do, too. I, I, I really do, too. And then that just sets up some really interesting um, matchups as we head into um, the 14th week. I think Big Walnut is the team Maslin has been eyeing, thinking that if we just keep uh, – you know, chugging along. This is the team we're eventually going to meet. And I was just looking at some of their um, itinerary, if you will, teams they played. And if there's any advantage, and you've talked about it, JT, you've talked about it, is strength of schedule for the Tigers. When I looked over yep. at Big Walnut, they had four teams with a winning record in, in the games they played up to this point. So I, I think that factors in heavily in the favor of the Tigers. But when you come into the playoffs, we have seen weirder things happen. We saw it happen on Friday night when Bookto rolled in the Northwest when we thought it was going to be a, a much different game than we experienced. So you never say never if you're, you're the team on the short end of things. And right. uh, we'll see how it all shakes out Friday night. Yeah, and Lake, of course, uh, going up against a team that Hoover just lost to, 27-21. So I'm sure yesterday at our coaches' voting session, uh, Dan DeGeorge was picking the brain of Brian Baum uh, because Hoover could have won that game. It very easily could have been Lake and Hoover playing this week. 27-21, Hoover loses. So uh, in talking with Dan DeGeorge, uh, they got some film on him, but he was going to talk to Brian about that. And uh, you talk about a, a, a team, right, 
That oh, is yeah. the epitome of a team this year. Offense, defense, special teams, two-quarterback system. It works. That's the Lake Blue Streaks this year. You know, and that's the interesting part about a team like that, too. And you mentioned team, Kenny, 11 on each side. And when, when you get these deep runs and you're not depending on a guy or a receiver or a back, right. you're depending on multiple layers within the offense. We saw them against Perry. And that might have been one of the best defenses we've seen sideline and sideline all year, the way they strung things out and made it a long night for a wing T offense. They are multiple talented at just about every position, and they support each other well in the run game. They play very good in the back. You mentioned the two-quarterback system. And they have a good, strong running game with Solinger and some of the other kids. So they are the epitome of everybody buying into the team concept. That's why a team like this, you won't see six guys on an on a all-county team. You might see a couple, but everybody else plays into the overall number and the final results as you make that deep run. Dan, who's the most complete team that you saw this year? You know, we were just talking to Jeff Logan, and we talked about, you know, the Buckeyes not being a full team yet because when the weather yeah. conditions were really bad, they couldn't run the ball. And in high school, it seems as though a lot of guys are pointing to the fact that there are too many teams running a spread. Which teams can oh, put it all together? I think Maslin has. Yeah, yeah. And you look at um, the tough loss beginning of the year, then they beat St. Ed's, then they just take on all comers. And what we've seen with Maslin is they can adapt and improvise to your format. Uh, it may take a while because when you haven't seen kids and all you see is film and you adjust the game speed and what have you, but they can be lethal on offense, they can be shut down, on defense, they can give you things between the 20, and when you get to the red zone, they take away the red zone. And I think Lake is another team. We've seen them on both sides of the ball be efficient on offense, be shut down on defense. We have a lot of teams in this area, JT, and you mentioned the four wide and stuff who put up a lot of points, but they have to outscore the other team Mm. because they're very good at rapidly putting things on the scoreboard, but then they're playing back and forth all night. Sometimes when it gets to that one and done, that can be the kiss of death. So far, we're lucky enough to have three teams that have avoided all that. So uh, we'll see how that rolls out. But those would be my two picks of complete teams yeah. that I've seen in the county this year. I'm with you on that. And you mentioned the scoring team. That's Canton South. That's Poochie Snyder. I mean, listen to these numbers, all right, for Poochie Snyder this year, JT. Okay? This kid's a, a six foot, 165-pound soaking wet junior quarterback for Canton South. Co-pack seven champs. Regional semifinalists against Jefferson area, and we'll tell you about that game on Saturday night, D4 Region 13. Poochie Snyder threw for 3,359 yards, his season still going. 32 touchdown passes, only five interceptions. Oh, yeah, he's run the ball 99 times for 1,025 yards, 20 more touchdowns, averaging 10 yards a carry. Total offense so far, and again, it's not done. Mm-hmm. 4,384 yards of total offense, and he's accounted for 52 touchdowns this year. It's a video and game. It is. And Matt Dennison, you know, spoke about him yesterday because uh, he's up for player of the year. There were three guys that were nominated for player of the year, Jack Pucci Snyder, Jack Talkington, and Will Trell Hartson from Maslin. So it was a Maslin kid and Hartson, the running back, Talkington, linebacker, quarterback from Central, and Pucci, the quarterback 
from Canton South. And that's the team, Dan, that you're talking about. Their defense, not so great, but they can score with anybody. So that's why they won their game this weekend, 56-48. Yeah, that's the beauty of them. Okay, you're going to give up points, but they never think they're out of it. They right. really don't. And Poochie, as, as Kenny was saying, JT, I've never, I, I would think at least in my mind's eye this year, I think he is the quickest kid zero to 60 I, I have seen on the football field this year. That kid has acceleration like you just don't expect it. And I think that's why he's put up such uh, amazing numbers running in addition to throwing. He's a joy to watch. It's a fun team. He has good receivers. you got to have guys catching the ball, yep. too. But he is probably the best dual threat that we have seen the entire year, and that's going to be fun this weekend. Yeah, so here's what we have for you again. Friday night, JT, we're doing the uh, D2 Region 7 games. Maslin, again, we've got Maslin versus Big Walnut on whbcsports.com. Billy Beebe, uh, George Bazika going to call that one. And then Lake at Westerville South. We will have that one on WHBC Radio and Mix 94.1 Radio with Bells, yours truly, Mark Miller, Denny Kincaid. That's Friday night. Then Saturday night, that's when the D4 games are being played, 7 o'clock Saturday night. So, uh, Bells, uh, the radio game on Saturday night is Jefferson area against Canton South at South yes. South Range Reminder Athletic Complex, wherever that's at. Uh, and Derek like Philo... That. Yeah, <laughs> Derek Philo going to be filling in for yours truly, and it'll be good because he's got a lot of ties to that Canton South team, so he'll be able to add more insight than I would. And then West Branch against Akron Bookdale will be streamed at whbcsports.com. So we've got games two Friday night and two Saturday night we're bringing you here uh, through the avenues of WHBC Media. Yeah, that's why we're the one, the only guys. That's, that's simple as that. I think that Bookdale game with West Branch is going to be very interesting because that's a team that really is has a belief foundation going right now and we knew coming in and and Denny and Mark and I were talking about this after the game and I think you mentioned it too Kenny Bookdale teams we've seen in the past are always athletic they have length they have speed but if they have a downside it's usually lack of discipline yeah but we didn't see that against Northwest it was a disciplined team they never hung their head. They just stayed in it till they got a play. Once they got a play, they kept getting more plays. And a lot of people walked out of that stadium wondering what hit them after that game. That's going to be a fun game against yeah. West Branch. So we're happy to bring that to you on the stream side. And, of course, with Pooch and the guys. And what's with the Jefferson area? Did They couldn't figure out a high school name or something that just called it the area. I mean, I don't get that. I'm not sure, but uh, you can call him Jefferson Starship if you want to, Bells, from your uh, DJing days. Go that route, whatever you want to do, that's fine. So, uh, But the, the great thing about it is this is what we're hoping for for Stark County people, okay? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we do not root for a team. We root for a great game as broadcasters. Well, I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, I'm rooting for Maslin to play Lake, and I'm rooting for West Branch to play Canton South, because think of those games, right? The two complete teams would be Lake against Maslin in the D2 Region 7 final, and then the two top quarterbacks maybe uh, in the area, Drew DeShields from uh, West Branch against Poochie Snyder from Canton South. You could not script better oh. regional finals in D2 and D4 than those. No, that that's totally electric. It is, and we get a chance, as you said, we get to be homers in a sense, so a lot like Kincaid was, 
when St. Thomas was winning last year in the tournament, <laughs> where he was just over the top. But we can do that. We can root these guys on and let's, you know, get them into the following week. It's a shame that two local teams eventually have to play each other. We'd right. like to see that go a little deeper, but that's the nature of the playoffs, too. We've seen them multiple times over the years, but both matchups are just marquee matchups if we get to that. And if we get there, you're going to hear them right here on 1480. Yeah, so for everybody out there, uh, those are our games we're doing. If you want to take a look at the all-county teams as selected, again, not by us media members, by the coaches themselves, 17 coaches showed up yesterday, 17 coaches voted. They picked the all-county offense, the all-county defense, and then each coach submitted a team MVP. If you would like to see who made the all-county offense, defense and who the mvps are for each team go to whbc.com you'll be able to see that right there but you will not find out yet who the stark county coach of the year is and who the stark county player of the year is because in order for you to do that you will have to join us for the 78th annual whbc high school football awards banquet on thursday november 17th at the Hilton Doubletree in downtown Canton. Doors will open at 6 o'clock, dinner at 6.30. Tickets are $30 for that. Uh, we'll announce those winners. And if you'd like to buy tickets, if you want to join us for great food and a great night of high school football talk and awarding the top players uh, in the area for their outstanding 2022 season, you can buy your tickets at the WHBC Studios at 550 Market Avenue South, Cash or check only. Tickets are $30, and you get to be a part of what should be a great evening, Bells. I know you look forward to that as much as I do. Oh, you know, it's it's um, it's so wonderful, and it's so nice to see the families and, and supporters of the kids and booster members there and coaches. And we, as you said, we've done this for 78 years. This dates yeah. back as far as an old restaurant, the Murgis Restaurant in Canton. Then carried forward to the hill, and now the double tree, and it's um, something we're incredibly proud of. Uh, I know the community appreciates it tenfold; they really do, and it makes you want to do it even more. And it's the reason, again, we do what we do. We never lead. I mean, we never follow. We lead, and um, yep. I, I, it's just a, a, an electric, wonderful night that you just put in the memory books every year. And I can't wait to be there again. What's cool about it is when we get the new programs and we see this year's team in the program, all the other teams from years gone by are in there. Oh, and you get to look at those man. names from years gone by of Stark County greats and compare them to the guys that uh, are going in this year. And one of these three, Jack Talkington, Jack Pucci-Snyder, Wiltrell Hartson, Maslin running back, uh, Canton South quarterback, and Central Catholic QB and linebacker, one of those three going to have his name in that uh, program uh, as the Stark County Player of the Year. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, you know, finding out which one of those three brings home the hardware. Isn't that something? We always have great speakers. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Sean Crable this year. I always go back to uh, a year when uh, Ron Blackledge was the speaker. His um, speech in some parts of it kind of revolved around recognition in all county and all fed or what have you and he brought right. up the point about todd blackledge and the career he had to go on to penn state and go into the pros todd never made the all county team wow so that in that in itself you think about the, the the quality of talent and the quantity of talent we have had year after year after year it, it is very humbling and it's something we are very proud of at the same time 
No doubt about it. Hey, Bells, uh, get ready for a great weekend of high school football. Keep up the great work. We'll talk again real soon. All right, pal? Sounds great. Thanks, guys.